We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome to the BCP podcast. I am James BCP, aka Black Conservative Patriot. Big hug to all of y'all. If you missed my last podcast, you may be wondering why there was such a lapse in time between the last episode last week and the episode this week. And that's because I attended the Reawaken Tour in Tulare, California. The Those are, uh, well, at least this one, this is the first one I've attended. It's a two-day event. And thanks to uh, my brother and uh fellow BCP family member, Pastor Leon Benjamin, I was able to attend as a speaker guest and be backstage. And let me just tell you the highlight of my weekend, probably the highlight of the week, and it was this. I was backstage and Mike Flynn, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, a hero of mine and a hero of many of ours. Actually, I have a shirt from several years ago. Uh, where it has General Flynn on it and he's going like this and I've worn it before on the show and it says American Hero uh, below it. So they say never meet your heroes because you may be sorely disappointed. They may let you down. They may not be everything that you expect them to be. Well, that did not occur at all to me. So I was backstage and Pastor Leon was uh, talking to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn on this side, like so, General Flynn was talking like over his left shoulder uh, to Pastor uh, Leon Benjamin, and then I came on the right side of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. He turned over and sees me. He grabs me, gives me a big hug, and says, "I love your show. You are so authentic. Uh, you're smart. The information you present, uh, you do it in a very unique way, and you're very funny." and I just, I, well, I, I kept my composure, but I can tell you, I know pride's a sin, but man, was that a proud moment for me when one of my heroes, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, turns out to be a fan of the show, knew who I was, recognized me uh, right away. People said, oh, you watch BCP show? And he's like, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he says I'm, I'm familiar with the shows out there and I'm very familiar with uh, with." James's uh, BCP show. So I can tell you that was an absolute highlight of the weekend. Lieutenant General uh, Michael Flynn um, gave me his personal contact information and said, I'm uh, definitely is going to be on the show, told me who uh, on his team uh, to contact and to text him personally. 
once I made that contact so he could follow up and make it happen as soon as possible. Seeing that next week is Christmas, I will work to have uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn uh, next month after the new year. But let me just tell you what a great day that was uh, for me. Uh, I was on cloud nine all of Friday after that. On Saturday, I was uh, backstage again. Uh, Patrick Byrne was there. So I went backstage and I said uh, hi to Patrick. Uh, and in a very similar thing, I was talking to Patrick, who was on my right side, and Lieutenant General Flynn was uh, on the left talking to someone. And then uh, Patrick Byrne taps him on the shoulder like to introduce us. Having no idea what had transpired the day before, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn uh, sees me, gives another hug, says, oh, yeah, I know who James is. Uh, we, we had a great conversation yesterday. And one of the great things I can tell you that happened is Mrs. BCP was with me the whole time. She never leaves my side. She truly has been my partner the last 27 years. I am absolutely the most blessed man. Let me just tell you, I live a fairy tale of a life. doesn't matter the ups and downs I've had in life, in business. The challenges I've had, they mean nothing because I have had my queen, uh, Mrs. BCP, by my side the entire time of our marriage. She has been the most supportive spouse. She is very loving and very attentive, uh, as many people that were there can uh, tell you. Not just attentive to me, she was attentive to uh, very many people. And one of the greatest things that happened over this weekend is people who know and love me came to know and love Mrs. BCP even more. Uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, uh, as we were exiting, uh, he came to us. Uh, he came, oh, I need a hug before we go. He hugged uh, Mrs. BCP. I went to give him one last hug. This is before they jumped back on stage because they had like two minutes to jump back on stage. And uh, Lieutenant General Flynn says, well, I only gave you a hug because I really wanted to give your wife a hug. So I can just tell you it was an absolutely great uh, weekend. I got to meet and talk to uh, Devin Nunes, the former congressman from California, take, take a picture of them as well, um, as well as Mike Lindell. Uh, got to talk to him briefly and take a picture with him. Uh, Mike Lindell was just talking about, uh, there was a person there uh, next to me and we were talking to uh, Mike Lindell. And I guess this gentleman was trying to get him involved in some uh, voter fraud they found in 2020. And Mike Lindell was totally transparent. He's like, I have no more money to fight these things. I'm fighting what I'm fighting and I'm dealing with what I'm doing with Dominion and all this other stuff. And he's like, you know, give me your information. I'll try to get you in contact with people that can help you. But I am tapped. I can't help you out. Boy, has a deep state gone and destroyed a great man uh, like Mike Lindell. It really is a shame. Uh, for the second time, I got thwarted from taking a picture with uh, Eric Trump. The reason why I said I got thwarted again is because if you're a longtime listener, this is several years ago, probably about three years ago, four years ago. Well, yeah, it's been three years since the fake president stole the election. About four or five years ago, I was in New York City with uh, my son, my youngest son, BCP Junior Number Two, who used to edit this program, and we went. We, we were at Trump Tower, and Eric walked right past us, and I was looking the other way. And just as I looked uh, and saw him, I got up to speak to him. Um, I take a picture with him and uh, another family was there. They, they took a picture with him. And just as I approached to get my picture taken, the security people said, no, no, he's, he's got he's to go. He's got to go to a meeting or something. So he said hi to me, but I didn't get a chance to take a, a picture. That was in New York City about four or five years ago. And the same thing happened to me again uh, this past weekend. Though I did get to greet and, and quickly say hi to both Eric Trump and Laura Trump, not just once, uh, but twice on Friday 
Laura Trump uh, jumped on. It was on stage. I was backstage when she came uh, away. I kind of got blocked by Secret Service. This one family with little children were able to sneak and get a picture before they were whisked out the back by uh, Secret Service. Uh, and then later that evening, the Trumps came back and Eric Trump was on stage uh, speaking and doing a Q&A. And then afterward, we were backstage. Once again, the, it happened again. Uh, got to, you know, say thank you. And he looked at us, goes, oh, thank you. Uh, and I think Mrs. BCP got to exchange a few more words with them. She's more aggressive and a lot prettier than I am and uh, got a little bit more leeway from uh, Secret Service and their security detail uh, than I did. But This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It was, it was great. Uh, there was a whole bunch of other people that I, I met there. Uh, Dr. Stella, we love her. I've showed her on this program before. She got up there and, and, and very, very awesomely said, hydroxychloroquine works, uh, ivermectin works. And uh, she had a lot to, to say about that. Uh, Leon Benjamin, uh, a, a family member uh, of our BCP family and a fan of the show. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's a member here and a subscriber and has been for years. Uh, him and his wonderful wife, Maria, were there. He was uh, on stage. He actually opened up after the, uh, the initial things on Friday. And he got people going uh, with the Black, Brown, and White Unite uh, and saying, uh, preaching, uh, the word that we are created in God's image. We weren't created uh, as different races, but in his image, we are all humans. It was a, a great uh, sermon. And it was a great way to get the things uh, started. Uh, I want to publicly thank uh, Pastor Leon Benjamin, Bishop Leon Benjamin, uh, for the invite and for making that possible. Uh, also got to hang out with uh, Kevin uh, McGarry, who came down. He was on our show a few weeks ago. He is the founder of Every Black Life Matters. Uh, you've seen him on Fox News, on Laura Ingram's show, on this show. It was great to hang out uh, with him on Friday as well. It was a great weekend, but that's why the absence. There were other people uh, I met there as well. I was interviewed for a radio show, podcasts, and what have you. So uh, you may be seeing me on other outlets, on other podcasts uh, over the coming weeks um, as well. And was able to line up uh, a few guests uh, for the show. That'll start happening in January. Do want to concentrate on reporting the news and my analysis and uh, working uh, to have those guests uh, starting uh, next week. Actually, tomorrow I will be a guest on Will Johnson's show uh, on his afternoon live show uh, Tuesday the 19th. So as you can tell, I'm excited. Um, I am charged. It was, uh, it was a great event. And they say you never meet your heroes, but I got to meet my hero, and I got to hang out and talk to people that uh, that uh, I know and love and have uh, appreciated their fight. Uh, Patrick Byrne, who has given a lot of money to fight these crazy, absolutely insane uh, election fraud cases that uh, that they keep uh, working against us, and January six and what have you. We know that he uh, he he matched a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, for Enrique Tario, he has a new challenge uh, for five hundred thousand dollar matching, a half a million dollar matching uh, for J Sixers, which now bleeds uh, into the first thing I want to cover, and that is a win. 
we got a win on the January 6th front, and it's coming courtesy of Brandon Straka uh, and his walkaway movement and what happened to him on January 6th. Uh, let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, at a time when it feels like there's absolutely no justice for conservatives or anybody who's connected in any way, shape, or form with January 6th, we have been handed a victory. I have prevailed on all counts against me in the civil lawsuit that was leveled against me by eight Capitol Police officers. From the very beginning, like so many other things connected with January 6th, this case was a complete and total lie. The plaintiffs in this case are eight Capitol Police officers, most of whom are black and brown. And they're all being represented pro bono by the Soros-funded nonprofit law firm out of Washington, D.C., Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. What's really sick and twisted and disturbing about this case is that it not only exists by perpetuating forward the many, many lies being exploited by the left about January 6th, but also the many, many lies being perpetuated and exploited by the left about race. These Capitol Police officers participating as plaintiffs in this case, mostly whom are black and brown, sued me, along with numerous other people under the KKK Act, alleging a civil rights conspiracy against them and alleging that this was a white supremacist attack against them. The lies that they concocted to drive their case forward included alleging that I engaged in the riot by joining with hundreds of attackers on the U.S. Capitol grounds and that I appeared before crowds repeating Trump's false election fraud claims and made threats of violence to stop the count of the electoral votes. They go on to quote an example of that. Strzok told a crowd at a November 6, 2020 rally in Detroit that people are out of their effing minds if they think that we're going to sit down quietly and allow them to steal this election. Strzok proclaimed, we are not going to take it, directed others to never ever back down and pledged he would do whatever needs to be done to make sure that Donald Trump is victorious as our president for four more years. That's right. They went back to November of the previous year after the... That's right. In his January 6th conspiracy case against Brandon Straka, where he, as a gay man, was going after black and brown people, they went and they said what he said in November of the previous year something that is protected speech, by the way. We have First Amendment right to free speech. You can believe and say at a rally or anywhere you want that you think the election is stolen and that we should fight back against that at the ballot box, rallying, uh, doing everything to peacefully and patriotically protest the stolen election. But that's not the craziest part of this. Check this out. But I think that my favorite allegation against me by these eight Capitol Police officers and their Soros-funded nonprofit law firm was that I violently breached barricaded areas of the Capitol grounds and the Capitol building and attacked the police officers guarding the Capitol, including the plaintiffs. So here's a fun fact. In this case, we actually entered discovery. And through the course of discovery, we asked the plaintiffs to identify exactly where they were throughout the day, their exact locations. And as it turned out, none of them were working on the side of the Capitol where I was. They're going after Brandon Strucker. This is absolute lawfare for leading a violent revolt that included the plaintiffs. And then in discovery, they find out the plaintiffs weren't even at the side of the Capitol where Brandon was the entire time. Oh, 
but it gets even better than that. One of them was in Maryland at the time that I was at the Capitol. All this is happening, allowed to happen because they, the prosecutors, the Soros prosecutors, as Brandon Shaka points out, know that the system is on their side. The entire weaponization of the justice system, they thought they could get away with it. And they have gotten away with a lot of, I think most, if not all, with except a few exceptions like this one, of these cases. This is a big window. Nonetheless, I was being accused of violating these officers' civil rights, and I was also being accused of assault and battery against them. Even though, after being investigated by the FBI, the DOJ, and the January 6th committee for an entire year, I was never accused of any violent crimes and never accused of any assault and battery whatsoever in my criminal proceedings. Main reason why? Because I didn't commit any. Nor did I commit any violence of any kind, any vandalism, any theft, any destruction, and I did not enter the Capitol building. But more than two years later, after I was served in this civil lawsuit, and $150,000 later defending myself, I have come out victorious in this case. All counts against me have been dismissed. Every single one. Bravo, bravo. But they still have two more opportunities to go after Brandon Straka. Are they going to take advantage of, of those two, given what we know so far, and they're lying? And after $150,000, did Brandon Straka really win? Let me play you his concluding remarks. The plaintiffs, a.k.a. their lawyers, were given the option to refile two counts against me in district court, to which my attorney responded to them, Counsel, I write in hopes that we can conclusively end your client's misguided inquisition against Brandon Strzok. I appreciate the court's timing of the jurisdiction ruling. Before the ruling, Mr. Strzok produced all relevant documents to you. Those documents, along with the recent release of myriad video files from the Oath Keepers trial, show that even in the most creative legal fantasy, there is no causation between Mr. Strzok's presence, and that's all it was, presence, on the Capitol grounds on January 6, 2021, and your client's injuries, whatever they might be. If you file more lies against Mr. Strzok, for example, that he directed anybody to do anything tortious that day, we'll seek sanctions. We already have a strong case for some of Mr. Strzok's legal fees. You presented a conspiracy theory based solely on Mr. Strzok's public speeches and should have known and advised your clients that such does not a conspiracy make, whether under the Civil Rights Act or basic tort law. These lying, unethical, race-baiting scumbags got back to us with a letter signed by all of the Soros-funded attorneys and the Capitol Police Officer plaintiffs stating, this case is over. Chalk up a win for the good guys. Let's never forget who these people are and what they tried to do. It can be very discouraging as the left has weaponized our courts to abuse us, but we won this battle. So hang in there, patriots. Like I said, with $150,000 in legal fees, did Brandon Straka really win anything? And I love what Vernon Jones said here. Only white liberals would orchestrate this frivolous civil lawsuit and use black and browns as stool pigeons to carry out this scam scheme against Brandon Straka. Finally, a fair jury exonerated Brandon. Now the plaintiffs, their lawyers, and George Soros should pay Brandon $148 million in liable damages. 
All right, so you can see everything is about punishing everyone or anyone who talks about the stolen election. Make no qualms about it. I know exactly what happened. I didn't get kicked off of YouTube for anything I did on YouTube. I got kicked off of YouTube for what I say on this show, that the election was stolen. And they punished me monetarily because of that. That's how they roll. But what happens when you go against warriors? They don't wither away and go away. They double down, <laughs> which is why the new introduction to this show that has been the introduction for a while. I say the new introduction because the current inter introduction boldly shows every single episode with very few exceptions. The beginning, I start the show off with Joe Biden talking about their plot, their scheme that they use the same people and the same team that stole the election for Obama. They did it in 2020. But is that going to fly in 2024? We hope not. And that's something that we're going to be addressing with uh, guests coming up on this show in the coming weeks and months. What to do and how we can participate in stopping the steal in 2024. But stop, they must, on the left side, Trump at any cost. And what they are doing now is fear-mongering. And the fear-mongering is off the hook, off the chain. It's ridiculous. It's redonkulous. It is on a whole other level. Here's a taste of what your friends, family, and neighbors are listening to and hearing and seeing on the mainstream media. Some absolutely ridiculous claims about what Trump is going to do. This is not fear-mongering. This is straight up Santa Claus is the devil type of propaganda that is laughable if it weren't for the sad fact that many people are being swayed by this ridiculous fear-mongering. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president, um, it, it, because if he is... You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada, we can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the First Lady. <laughs> Trump would be able to shoot anybody in the White House, including Melania. Yes, Trump is such an evil guy that he would shoot his own wife, whom he loves so dearly. Mental illness and propaganda on display. It's a twofer. We're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. You mean what the illegitimate Biden regime is doing right now? I mean, that's exactly what they're doing right now. Talk about projection. He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail or their rights might be suppressed. Again, like what we're going through right now. Uh, by the way, I am in California for the holidays. It is my mother-in-law's birthday today. And there's a whole bunch of three and five and seven-year-olds and nine-year-olds downstairs celebrating a birthday party. I thought I could do this and they wouldn't get picked up by the mic. But as I had gone back and listened to the last few clips, uh, they are on a frequency that may be picked up. I apologize. It is a joyous noise. But this is my opportunity to get this to you. 
before I joined the party. Let's let me just show you a little bit more of this and we will continue tomorrow with a lot of reporting. Especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Now that was Van Jones fear-mongering that something can happen to you and your family because of Trump's second term. So I want to end with this uh, last uh, set of clips, two clips. The first is Van Jones, and the second is Vivek Ramaswamy at America Fest, which had I stuck around, had I gone to America Fest, I could have jumped on a private jet with uh, Patrick Byrne from Tulare, California, or Fresno, wherever he had the private jet out of, uh, over to Phoenix as he made an invitation to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and myself to ride with him if we were going to America Fest. Uh, he spoke there as well. Um, but what I'm going to play for you is something that Van Jones said, a ridiculousness, and then Vivek Ramaswamy's response to what Van Jones said at America Fest either today or yesterday. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I, was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. All right, language warning from what Vivek had to say about what you just heard Van Jones say. This will be the last clip. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back in regular form uh, with the regular show. Not that today wasn't a regular show. It's just I have background noise that my mobile equipment here apparently is not filtering out completely. But I did not want another day to go by without uh, getting back into the groove of our daily show. Big hug. Much love. Merry Christmas. A big hug to all of y'all. Let me end with Vivek Ramaswamy. Once again, language warning. We demand a government that tells us the truth again in this country. That's what we require. We can handle the truth. That's what it means to be a citizen of this country. So I say that on that last debate stage to a bunch of Republicans that are shaking in their boots. These are the things you're not supposed to say in the Republican Party even today. And then you get the mainstream media. You got this character Van Jones on CNN afterwards saying, this is the rise of an American demagogue who's going to live 50 years longer than Trump. This is dangerous. I am shaking. That's what he says. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> At a certain point, just shut the fuck up. Van Jones at CNN. We're done with it. All right, well, I don't use that kind of language, and we are 110% on the Trump train. We do like what Vivek Ramaswamy is saying. I don't know what his future is going to be, if it's going to be in politics, as a pundit or whatever. But he's got the right attitude. You don't back down from these bozos. You bulldoze them and you push forward. Okay, I said he would have the last word, but apparently the party has moved outside and I'm able to uh, record this a last little bit. Merry Christmas. Ciao. Goodbye. God bless. Big hug. I'll be back tomorrow. We're in a situation where we have put together 
And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 